Welcome to Study Buddy, meditation philosophy for the heart of your practice. This is a live online discussion of ancient yogic texts amongst meditation practitioners in the Shambhavananda Yoga tradition. My name is Acharya Satyam, resident teacher at Konalani Yoga Ashram in Hawaii, and I welcome you with love and respect. Welcome to Vigyana Bhairava. Namaste. Good to have everyone. Um, Trey, good to see you. Saw you last week. Fun. You're making this a part of your life. Ashley, hello. Um, help. Do have we had class together before? Is this a, no? Okay. Well, welcome. Awesome. It's great to have you. Let me know if you have any questions. I'm, uh, I'm happy to stay after class too. Um, everyone else, you know, I love you. Uh, so did y'all bring, I know it's going to sound super funny. Did you bring a stick? Did you bring a stick to class? Did you see the advertisement? Isn't that funny? Oh my, it's not super necessary. It's going to be fun and you can do it afterwards, but I just wanted to mention it right out the gate. So you're, you're thinking about it. Um, it's not a big deal if you don't have one and we've got extras here. If you guys, if anybody there needs one. Okay. So that's what we're going to do a little bit of that. All right. So no pressure. If you didn't have it, if you don't have a stick, it's all good, but you'll want to, you'll play with it later. I'm sure it's gonna be fun. Vigyana Bhairava is a text we've been looking at for maybe the last three to four months. Uh, we've been exploring um, in these first few dharanas, specifically the breath. And what's even more specific is the pause. We've been exploring the pauses between the breath. Um, the Vigyana Bhairava is very, let's say, uh, it's very clear in telling us that our work with techniques uh, can't just stop at the technique, that these techniques that we're learning are doors that open us up inside to our practice. And that no matter what the technique is, um, it's just meant to sort of point you in the right direction. Um, and so you can really work with your experience more directly. I want to start with tonight uh, with the with the third dharana, giving it a moment to just uh, resonate with you and to sit with it without any kind of uh, filter from me or any kind of interpretation um, to give you some time just to let it let it have an effect on you. And we'll be coming back to this practice throughout the class. So make sure you're comfortable in your seat. We'll just sit for a couple of minutes with this dharana, just letting it infuse. This is Paul Rep's translation. Whenever in-breath and out-breath fuse, at this instant, touch the energyless, energy-filled center. Whenever in-breath and out-breath fuse, at this instant, touch the energyless, energy-filled center. The fusion of in-breath and out-breath that is at the heart of the sutra describes a unique experience for the meditator, for us. It's a moment of perfect balance 
in the experience of breathing and being. It's a moment of stillness within motion. As we've seen in previous dharanas, the breath itself is a pulsation of Shakti. It's the goddess. And, the ex and this is a ceaseless expression. It never stops in until it stops and you move on from this life, so to speak. But while you're alive, your breath is moving. And while you're alive, your karma is constantly unfolding as well. All of manifestation is just as ceaseless as your breath. The pause between the in-breath and out-breath, out-breath and in-breath, is a moment of stillness that does not reject the world, right? And we don't hold the pause or try to accept and grab the world with it. But it's literally a moment of stillness, of perfection, within this ceaseless movement and manifestation. It literally is an experience, a direct experience of what we talk about as meaning non-dualistic. Non-dualistic accepts a non-dualistic philosophy like Kashmir Shaivism, like the one we're studying and participating in, accepts that there is illusion and there is manifestation. There is infinite array of manifestation, but all of it is Shiva. And so that pause between the breath is a moment when you can experience unity within difference. For me, I'm very grateful for the Starna as I've been working with it and working with it and working with it and preparing to, to share it and to be a part of this moment, it has become an anchor in my practice. The ability to touch that pause between the breath, it can um, give you a way in to stillness, even while your mind is pretty busy. So let's say you've had a really busy day or there's a lot going on maybe inside or outside. Watching the inhale and the exhale and the flow of the breath, absolutely, it's always gonna be a part of our practice, right? But watching the breath and trying to feel that moment of that pause, it can give you this glimpse of what you're reaching for. It can just take you right to the point. And then that experience, allows you to start breathing with more quality, with more surrender, right? It's like getting a glimpse of the mountaintop, like the clouds part for a minute, and you go, that's where I'm going. And then the clouds come back in as you breathe, but you remember, you saw it, you felt it, and you have that internal sort of compass. In this sutra, it reference or sorry, in this dharana, the the quotes that we're going to look at a little bit, little bit later, reference this um, central vein, the shishumna, the uh, sort of the this the energetic spinal cord, so to speak, uh, up which the energy of our practice rises to the crown of the head. It references this because this moment of balance is already inside of us. It's already there. We don't feel balanced a lot during the day, so to speak. Maybe we do on good days, absolutely. But that state of perfect balance is, is already in us. The energy is already flowing, right? And so our work as yogis is to sort of peel away the distractions, to let go of the thoughts in order that all that's left is that experience. And this is a very natural process. And that's why we're going to have fun with balancing something in just a moment. Um, balancing a stick on your finger, uh, to be perfectly honest, uh, I, I, I practice this with everybody because I thought to myself, 
is this going to be impossible? Is this going to be really hard? Is this hard? And it was, and it wasn't. Um, it's not like any of us were like, Jing, I got it. I'm really good at this. It was more like everybody found their way. And we started to sort of tap into this experience that we're going for with meditation, you know, finding center, finding balance, finding balance within manifestation is hard. But guess what? It's also what would be the, it's a three-letter word, starts with an F-U-N. It's also extremely fun. And so it's this amazing balance of, wait a minute, so this is hard and it's fun. How is that possible? Well, hopefully you have something that you can play with for one minute while we do this. It could be a water bottle. It could be a yoga block, you know, on two fingers. Just something where you cannot be a total master for a second. And what I want you to focus on is not how good you're, and you don't have to be on camera. If you need to walk away and try it. Okay, I see an umbrella. Excellent. Um, and so what I want you to focus on is the effort that you're using. Would you call this effort an effort? Would you call this like strength, you know? Or would you call this like absolutely no strength? Would you call this totally relaxing? What would you call this effort? And so you've got this thing that's happening. You're trying to find a moment of balance, but there's no way to be done with it. And the only way to get better at it is, is just to do it. And you might, Courtney was talking about this when she was doing it, you might have these glimpses, these glimpses of weightlessness. A glimpse of weightlessness. Ah. Where in breath and out breath fuse, where manifestation fuses, it doesn't go away. You don't just drop the stick. You have to find it within manifestation. The Shambhavi Mudra. Eyes open, senses open. But yet awareness on this feeling of balance. Wrapping it up. And I want you to take this balancing practice. We're going to take this right into just 30 or 40 seconds of meditation. So literally just finish, feel good about it, out of the whatever you balanced with. And then just turn right to your breath. And just feel that same principle at work. Your breath is moving just like the stick. The energyless, energy-filled center, the central column, the heart is already in perfect balance. Feel the breath moving and pulsing around that center. Feel the breath and feel your center. From the position that you're in, rock a little forward, rock a little back. This is something that Babaji has taught repeatedly over the last few years, and it's actually a future dharana we'll look at. But you rock forward and you rock back until you find a position in your seat where you're actually sitting centered, where it actually becomes, you feel a little bit lighter. Babaji describes it as balancing on the head of a pin. And now again, apply that same principle to your breath. 
smoothing out the breath, like rocking forward and back. And then see if you can breathe in such a way that you have that, that moment between the breath that comes to you. You're welcome to move your spine a little bit, curl your shoulders. Thanks for humoring me on the, the balancing act. I hope that was enjoyable for you. I really do love that. Um, so the balance that we're seeking, that Babaji describes in the seats that the sutras and the dharanas are talking about, is the same experience we're seeking in our breath. and Commentary on this dharana from Jai Deva Singh uh, describes it in this way. Let me see there and oops, I forgot to put the fun slide with the people and the sticks. Okay, well, enjoy that slide for a second. All right, that was great. And here we go. Um, I know y'all can't see the text. I'm going to work on that here. Okay. Jai Singh says, the breath neither goes out nor does it come in. And the essential nature, um, there's a typo there, of Bhairava is revealed. The breath neither goes out nor does it come in. And in that way, the, the essential nature of Bhairava is revealed. So the, the pause between the breath is a moment when manifestation pauses. It's not a rejection, right? It's, it's a, just a very special moment in manifestation. It's, a, it's a, a doorway, a way in. I picked that picture of Swami Rujananda because he just looks so, and I remember this one from the movie, he just is so perfectly centered. It just feels like he could sit there for eons and he probably has this dharana goes on to specifically call out the shambhavi mudra of which uh you know we talk about in in this tradition a lot it's the practice of having one's eyes open while having internal awareness and the reason in my opinion that it goes on to talk about the shambhavi mudra is because again this pause between the breath is a pause amidst manifestation, not a pushing back against it. This quote I picked out has some challenging words, so I apologize for that. Um, do I have any um, volunteers to read a quote with a few with a few challenging words? Excellent. All right, Jatila, thanks. Go for it. Oh, and you might have to adjust the volume. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, the Nirvikalpa Bhava comes about by Bhairavi Mudra, in which even when the senses are open outwards, the attention is turned inwards towards inner spanda or throb of creative consciousness. The difference between the previous dharana and this one lies in the fact that whereas in the previous dharana, the madhya dasa develops by one-pointed awareness of the pauses of prana and apana, in the present dharana, the madhya dasa develops by means of nirvikalpa bhava. Thanks, Shatila. To one of those quotes, you're like, did that help? Does anybody, you're like, do I feel more? Okay, well, you know, it's like hang in there on it. Um, so the nirvikalpa bhava, and I'm leaving the quote up here for you guys in the room just to check it out for a little bit longer. Um, the nirvikalpa bhava, he, they go, what? well, what's that? Uh, it is this thing where when the senses are open outwards, the attention is turned inwards. Okay, Shambhavi Mudra, we know that one. So we don't have to be intimidated by that term any, anymore. This is a very familiar concept to us. It's literally the namesake of our tradition, Shambhava Nanda Yoga. Um, so he's saying this 
is he's describing is the Shambhavi Mudra. And then he's saying the Shambhavi Mudra is the difference between this dharana and the last one. The last dharana we studied, we talked about just watching the turn of the breath. So it was, it was a, you were really watching like a physical thing and it had a little bit more to hang on to. You're watching the breath turn from inhale to exhale and then turn again, exhale to inhale, et cetera. And he's saying that the difference here uh, is that in the previous one, we developed this awareness uh, of the, we developed this awareness by one pointedness of the pauses between inhale and exhale. We were watching the pauses. But now we're somehow doing that uh, from the perspective of the Shambhavi Mudra. And then that's sort of up to us to, to utilize. Why would the Shambhavi Mudra make the experience of watching the pauses between your breath different? Why would that change anything? And why is that somehow an essential part of this dharana? Let's look at one more quote as we seek to answer that question. Um, so it might be a little bit easier, but it's still got a few tricky ones in it. Can I get another volunteer? Excellent. Thanks, Marcella. Great. Go for it. When you maintain one pointedness in that central vein, near nirvikalpataya, then what happens? Marut rupa shakti. This energy of breath neither goes out nor enters in. Navrajet na nishet, because madye vikasite, this central vein is vikasite, it is already eliminated. All right. Thank you. That's I thank you for reading that, going for it, even the parentheses. Parentheses are easy to skip. Um, this translation is from Swami Lakshmanju. Uh, it was taken from an oral teaching, like a satsang. And so it has a little bit more uh, sort of like casual, not, I wouldn't say casualness, but it references the text, repeats things. Because when you're speaking, it's a lot different than when you're writing. So he's literally quoting portions of the dharna and then like translating it within that moment. So that's why it says, you know, uh, things sort of repeatedly. So when you maintain awareness in that central vein, which we can now relate to Nirva Kalpataya as the Shambhavi Mudra, right? We just talked about that term a second ago. He says, when you have that internal awareness while the senses are open, then what happens? He says, then this energy of the breath neither goes out nor in because that central vein is already illuminated meaning your awareness is already illuminated so in a way this dharna looks like oh we're supposed to like pause the breath but it seems like the teachings are pointing us more to like how we're using our awareness where we're holding it and that the pause comes to us, which lucky for us is how we have always been taught about the pause. And that's something it's easy to take for granted, but we have teachers who have experienced this ex directly. And when they teach us about it, like when Babaji talks about the pause, this is how we always get the teachings. We actually have been given this teaching so many times. And so that's where we'll pause and we'll practice and then we'll write for a little bit and then we'll discuss. Um, any, anything right, off, right out of the gate though, any questions or comments that you feel like would be helpful for you before practicing? Okay. So shuffle a little bit in your seat. We'll sit for probably about... 10 minutes, maybe. Well, let me, I'll figure it out as we're going, maybe 15. Yeah. 
probably 15. <clears throat> so for the beginning part, go ahead and let the eyes close, but know that we are going to experiment with having the eyes open uh, at some point in this practice. If you would like to be turned towards a different part of your room, a shrine, not the monitor, I am totally understand that. Go ahead and do that so that when you open your eyes, it's not like you have to adjust your seat. And so we work our way up to this dharana, right? This is a Shambhava Upaya teaching. This is, uh, you sort of work your way up to those. And you work your way up to that through, um, first, through mantra with the breath and through a little bit of pranayama. And so go ahead and smooth out the inhale and exhale. Ideally, the length of the two are relatively similar and they're both smooth. And you can bring the mantra hum to the inhale, sa to the exhale. Or you can bring so to the exhale, so hum, and then hum to the inhale. So whichever is your favorite, stick with it. Hum sa or so hum. It's a silent mantra of the breath flow. And take your time here. Let the breath be even and smooth and let the mantra be crisp in your mind and in your heart. Just establish yourself here in your practice. Notice the effort that you use to smooth out the breath. You don't have to change it or judge it, but just notice there is some effort there. Notice the effort you use to recite the mantra, even though it's silent. And now try to use a little less effort. Whatever you felt, just try to use a little less, not nothing, just less. And as you do this, allow the eyes to open a little bit and keep you're welcome to have your gaze sort of low or at your shrine. It's a soft gaze, soft focus. 
Let your awareness drop down towards the heart, the central chakra, and really the, the hub of our practice. And allow your awareness to really sink towards the heart. Each inhale can draw your awareness easily towards the heart. And then with your exhale, as Babaji has been teaching, use the practice of surrender to allow yourself to actually reside there instead of going out with the breath. And now recall that the one of the biggest teachings of this dharana wasn't about the breath at all. It was about the Shambhavi mudra. So while your senses are open, while I'm talking, which has to be done in this setting, can you feel your heart? Use the breath in the mantra to help you do that. Can you feel an internal space around which all these senses revolve? And as you use your practice to generate this internal awareness, allow the dharana to wash over you. When you maintain one-pointedness, sorry, here we go. Whenever in-breath and out-breath fuse, at this instant, touch the energy-less, energy-filled center. Whenever in-breath and out-breath fuse, at this instant, Touch the energy-less, energy-filled center.
the Shambhavi Mudra is the pause between the breaths. The more internalized your awareness, the less you need to breathe. But don't judge it or force it, but just see it from a different angle. And let the eyes close if they're open. Invite some very small movements to the spine. A little bit deeper breath. And we can take some time now for reflection. And so here's where your pen and paper come in handy. Um, take a moment to write, uh, write freely without any self-editing and try to let yourself write um, about your experience with this practice or any of the topics that came up um, like a simple prompt that could help is just what was the relationship you felt between the internal awareness you brought to your practice and the pause or the experience of the pause between your breath? You know, what was that relationship? So that's just one angle on it. And so we'll take about two to three minutes for this. And then we'll share some keywords and we'll have discussion.
And finishing your thoughts. Taking a moment to reread what you wrote and underlining a keyword or phrase that seemed to encapsulate your experience. And then we'll share that keyword in the chat box. And I can type for individuals in this room, I'll type for you what your keywords are. Anyone else? All right, I'm going to read some of these. Expanded, floating, let go of any expectations. Heart-centered consciousness, more receptive. Breath fusion, balance, suspension, home. Surrender, flow. The stick floats, the hand has nowhere to go. Wow. Mudra became the pause. Open, witness. Last but not least. No. Free. All right, time for me to stop talking. Um, who wants to expand upon their comment a little bit? Four second rule, and then I call on you. Four, three, two, one. Dr. Johnny, I saw you reach that umbrella really quick. How'd that go? The umbrella balancing is super fun. Totally dig that. Um, I got a lot of depth, I think, than I normally do using almost like an external pause. Like, so for me, it was like the internal becomes the external, everything Shiva, but that pause became a more like it was that fusion of in and out and the you started to say something about the shambhavi mudra and i heard it as the shambhavi mudra is the pause and so then every time my breath switched directions it like i went external but more internal at the same time so both really lit up for me. It was interesting. It was fascinating. Good. Yeah, I mean, that's what all these practices are about is essentially they're like uh, the Vigyana Bhairava Tantra, right? So these tantric practices that are helping us utilize external situations to go more deeply inside. So, I mean, that's that's the whole idea is is trying to feel that like that that practice somehow compels you inwards you know thank you ashley my eyes keep going to you would you like to unmute for your first class with us and just share a little bit um just expand on your comment doesn't have to be much sure 
Um, so I'm in yoga training with Jatila and he had us actually do a similar practice, um, softening the gaze um, and working with that. I realized how accustomed I had been to in my own practice, um, not softening the gaze and keeping the eyes closed. Um, so for me, there was quite a bit of chaos at first, which I often experience in a in a, a more um, opening meditation, I guess, um, with all of the senses engaged. I I just kept coming back to my breath. Um, resistance manifests for me in the form of like a stiff jaw. Um, so for me, it went fuzzy after I was able to re reconnect with my breath and my heart space. Um, mm -hmm. And the energy from that just kind of allowed me to be in almost like a dreamlike state. There wasn't any definitive anything, even though my eyes were slightly open. Um, and at that point, I felt the surrender, but it took me a minute. Wow. If you got surrender in a minute, you're doing great. <laughs> Not um, a literal minute. But... No, I know. I know. But even 10 minutes. Um, excellent. Yeah, I really, I really enjoyed, you know, especially that you, you felt like the, the moment when the, uh, the the breath flow and the awareness of your breath and your heart when those two things united you felt you said that's when it felt like you had like sunk into the meditation and that's that's absolutely it I mean the point of watching our breath is is to bring our awareness to the heart and there's sort of a fast track opportunity here when you when you're able to talk about and even sort of consider this um, inward gaze when you combine that with this breath awareness, um, it's sort of like exponentially increases, you know, the effect. And so instead of just being like, oh, I'm watching this breath sort of come in and go out, but instead saying, hey, I'm doing this, but I'm really going to try to feel my heart at the same time. Suddenly, every time you watch your breath, you're getting closer to your heart instead of it just being like about the breath, you know? And so that's cool that you sort of intuited that connection and that, that was sort of the moment for you. Thanks, Ashley. I want you to know that this room is also capable of making comments. If you want to, I got camera and mic, so don't feel left out. Um, anyone else? Before Bob goes like this. Hey. All right, Radharani. And then not to say you can't comment, Bob. We always love your, your amazing poetic comments. Go ahead, Radharani. Oh, all right. So for me, it was uh, surrender and flow were my words because I've been working a lot or I've been trying to work a lot with surrender lately. It's been a big word for me. Uh, and I kind of like, I was used to think about surrender in terms of like surrendering things and letting things go. But lately, I feel like surrender has taken these. Um, meaning of surrendering into experience or surrender myself into the experience. Kind of like letting myself kind of like dissolve into experience. I don't know how to explain it, but it's not letting things go, but more like letting myself go into. And I like that feeling with the breath. It just, I feel like I sing more and more. I, I can feel myself surrender in, into the experience of the breath and that makes it more deep and also I can flow with it more if I am that soft and then then I made me think about the stick too because I don't have a stick and I didn't actually do it because I don't have anything in hand but just looking at you do it what I felt was you have to flow with the stick you're going with the stick is going. That's how I felt for me as an as the audience. <laughs> like you gotta go with it. 
and give no resistance because at the moment that you're stiff then it will it will fall off your head it looks like that but if you move with it in a graceful way so you surrender to the movement of the stick you can keep keep it going so that's how it felt like that balance and that surrendering into the flow thanks radarani i'm just sort of uh, absorbing the content of your comment that was really nice something that you touched on that um has been coming up for me while working for the in this with this dharna is that you said it's not so much about letting things go uh, or at least for you like you're saying surrender is less about all the things i'm letting go but it's all it's more about going into myself if i heard you correctly it's about what you're sort of like what you're feeling and because when we think about the word surrender we can easily think about like oh it means letting go of this and that and that but like there's really infinite things we can quote unquote surrender but it's really like we're letting go of that to feel something inside right so i think what what you're pointing to is actually something that really came up strongly for me in the starna which was that it's like we're letting we're letting go so that we can have an internal experience so why not just go to the internal experience and let the stuff go it almost like it would go so much quicker instead of like doing one thing at a time out here it's like you can go in here and maybe let go of 10 things at a time in in just one breath and not really be focused on all the stuff because doesn't babaji always tell us like you don't think about each thing you're surrendering you don't want to look at the thing and then throw it in the garbage and then look at the thing and you know because that sort of sucks you in and so yeah i think you really pointed to for me what was a sort of a, a bit of a secret teaching in this dharana um where it's not so much about it's not as much about the breath as we think it's more about the shambhavi mudra or the internal internal awareness in that uh, that internal awareness brings us this experience of the breath, brings us this experience of surrender. Just playing with the imaginary stick. It's cool you perceived so much just from watching. Any other comments? Yeah, Bob, go for it. Okay, so... I could really relate to Ashley saying when things got fuzzy. <laughs> uh, I've been <laughs> I've been really uh, doing a lot of stuff lately, and and so by this time of day, I'm a little bit uh, fuzzy, and so when I started doing the practice, you know, I was I was watching when you had your hand underneath the stick and. And it was just super impressive how you were balancing everything. And, but the hand was always going. The eyes were always tracking. And you were doing what you were doing. I thought, what if the hand was on top? Then the stick would become perfectly still. And so when I got fuzzy, I just let my mind get really quiet. And uh, <laughs> that's what I ended up with. Thank you. Uh, another awesome Cohen from Kona Bob. Thank you. Cohen Bob. It's just one mixed up letter from Kona. Way to go. Yeah. So, I mean, I think you, you just encapsulated somewhat of the takeaway for me and maybe for others in this Dharna, which is this flipping the paradigm. And again, something that Ashley was talking about and Bob is visualizing um, that if we're inside, the pause comes to us. Yes, you can go after the pause from the outside. And that was the last Dharna. Watch the turn of the breath every turn. And there's nothing that's not missing anything that's almost like this path we walk but then when we do that long enough perhaps when we have an experience of the pause it's not like 
we experience the pause as this separate thing from the practice, but rather we experience the pause as a deeper layer of internal focus. And so going after the internal focus directly while you work with the pause, sort of like Bob did, all of a sudden the work is magnified. Any last comments or questions here? All right, no slam poetry from Tashi to close us out. Maybe next time. Um, because next week actually is slam poetry week. Uh, it's the creative consciousness class with Marcella and a little bit of myself where we will focus on this dharana. Uh, we will recap some of the key points and then take more time for the creative process and working with it um, and sort of letting it inform our writing. Um, it's a class that continues to amaze us. We always go into it like, what's it gonna be? Or is this gonna happen? Do we, are we gonna do this again? And every class people are like, yes, yes, I needed this. And it's always so amazing. So uh, a week from today, please join in and um, and that's that. So we'll, we'll, we'll close out right now. Namaste, everyone. Thank you all so much for your participation and awareness. Hope you have a great weekend and see you at Monday night and see some of you at class, the yoga training tomorrow. 